Is India the new China? Hello and welcome to Tech First. Remember a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago, everybody was investing in China. Google was trying to get into China. Apple was getting into China. Facebook was trying to get into China. Everybody was investing and trying to enter the country. Well, role reversal. Now, the hot country of the moment is definitely India. So everyone is investing in India lately. In April, Facebook said it was investing $5.7 billion in India. In January, it was Amazon putting a billion dollars into the country. And of course, this week, it's Google or its parent company, Alphabet, investing $10 billion in partnerships, infrastructure, and ecosystem. One reason? Well, China's closed, and the giants have to invest elsewhere, apparently. Google CEO Sundar Pichai said that when I was young, every new piece of technology brought new opportunities to learn and grow. But I always had to wait for it to arrive from someplace else. He's from India, of course, originally. He continued, today, people in India no longer have to wait for technology to come to them. A whole new generation of technologies are happening in India first. So the $10 billion that Google is investing in India will be spent in four areas, the company said. One is localization. So India has no fewer than 23 constitutionally recognized languages. So localization will enable affordable access and information for every Indian in their own language, Google says. The second thing is Google and Alphabet products and services built specifically for India. This is interesting, right? This is products and services, that not that they're building somewhere in the US or in Europe and bringing into India and seeing, hey, will they work here? It's services they're building specifically in India for India. The third thing they're gonna spend that $10 billion on is digital transformation helping businesses in India go digital first. And the fourth thing is what they called sort of social good, leveraging technology and AI for social good in areas like health, education, and agriculture. This is really interesting when you sort of take one or two or maybe five or six steps back and look at what's going on here. There are two population superpowers on the planet, on the planet right? China and India. China still has slightly more people at 1.4 billion. That's 18%, almost one in five of the global population. But India at 1.36 billion is right on its tail and frankly, growing faster. Probably more importantly for the global big tech superpowers like Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft, which by the way is a long time billion dollar investor in India, India is relatively open for business. So China has long banned foreign companies that could compete with its domestic companies, right? This is obvious. We've seen this. We know this in tech. Google, Facebook, Netflix, Bing, Twitter, Pinterest, Quora are just a handful of the U.S.-based companies that are not permitted to do business in China. That, of course, coupled with trade wars, COVID-19, And yes, a growing sense of China's emergence as a global economic superpower has made it much easier to justify retaliatory measures aimed at isolating China economically. Of course, that the country is a totalitarian regime that oppresses many minorities and uses very sophisticated technology, including AI, to spy on its people 
plus, of course, censoring many topics internally only makes it more likely that companies like Huawei will face difficulty abroad. More relevant to India right now is that the border dispute that just happened, of course, that doesn't help. And India recently banned 59 Chinese apps, including the biggest one, TikTok. But India, in comparison to China, is relatively open for business under some conditions. The country wants investment, but it is not looking for technological colonization. That's why, for instance, Apple has established production locally in India with its primary manufacturing partner, Foxconn. Foxconn invested a billion dollars to build a factory recently in India, and that enables Apple to manufacture devices locally because India sets a pretty high tariff on importing devices manufactured elsewhere. Essentially, this is a smart strategy by India to accept outside investment, but attempt to ensure that the investment builds the country up rather than making it an economic client state of big tech. Of course, with such a vast population, there's a lot of progress yet to be made in India. There are hundreds of millions of very technologically savvy Indians, hundreds of millions who uh, make good wages, can afford wonderful technology, and are building amazing technology. But there's also probably hundreds of millions who have yet to join the party. And that's where Google's Pakai is focusing. He said, today, 26 million SMBs, small and medium-sized businesses, are now discoverable on Search and Maps, Google's products. And they're driving connections with more than 150 million users every month. What's more, Pakai says, small merchants across the country are now equipped to accept digital payments. But India's digital journey is far from complete. There's still more work to do, Google says, in order to make the internet affordable and usable for a billion Indians. That includes improving voice input and computing for all of India's languages to inspiring and supporting a whole new generation of entrepreneurs. Of course, ensuring that Google is a key part of that coming growth in what is soon to be the world's most populous country is probably something also that Google is thinking about. And also perhaps letting China know that its policies, what it does internally, have an impact on what it can do in terms of business externally. This has been John Kutz here with the Tech First Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. If you like it and enjoy it, hey, rate it, review it, share it, help us out. That'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a great day.